Get ready to drop the puck, take a free throw, and step up to the plate. It's time for the Metro East Sports Podcast on lineupmedia.fm. From the Lineup Media Studios in beautiful downtown Edwardsville, welcome to the Metro East Sports Podcast, season number three, show number 23, 23, what is it? 23. 23. Show number 23 recorded Monday, August 8th. 2022. Thanks to partners Cassens, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram, Callaway Home Loans, Keller Williams, Marquis, Jeb, and Ginger Blasting Game, Integrity Spine and Joint Center, Front Office Fiduciary Network, Oak Brook Golf Club, and Rosenthal License and Title Services. We're talking all things sports in the Metro East. I'm Dave Light. Show number 23 features Kate Martin of Iowa Basketball, Colton Rhodes, of Kayhawk football coach Rhodes, that is. And guest number three is awesome track athlete at the University of Arkansas, former Tiger, Brandon Battle. Three things you can do to help. Number one, subscribe to this podcast. It's free and you love it. Number two, follow us on all of our social media platforms, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, and subscribe on YouTube. And if you have a story idea, email me, please, at mespdave at gmail.com. And remember, you can nominate your favorite team for Integrity Spine and Joint Center Metro East Team of the Month. Could be a park and rec team, could be a middle school team, a high school team, you name it. To nominate a team of the month, send your suggestion to mespdave at gmail.com. Please put team of the month in the subject line. All right. Welcome to the show. One of my favorite athletes on the planet, Kate Martin. Thanks for having me. How's your summer going? Summer's going good home for a couple of weeks right now we had a good summer good eight weeks a lot of lifting a lot of playing a lot of scrimmaging and people worked hard and you're getting ready for your last year of college basketball i am it's bittersweet are you sad i am sad it's crazy you know i didn't think i would be as sad as i am but i don't know something We've worked so hard my entire, I've worked so hard my entire life. And so to know this is my last year in college, it's just wild. No basketball for you post-college? No, I, I want to play post. Oh, you do want to play? I do. Okay. But yeah. I've not worked, the same. It's not the same. When you're getting paid for a paycheck? Yeah. Although maybe you'll get some money now for name, image, and likeness. There are some things going that help. With that, you know, I do things here and there for, like, our local Mexican restaurant. Really? Yeah. And just, I don't know, little things like that. And so, What I do you do for the local Mexican <laughs> restaurant? You know, I, I, I literally just showed up for a burrito eating contest and handed a burrito eater some water. And I got a nice little check for that. That's and great. Just, yeah. Well, my roommate, she does a podcast with them, too. And they're really involved in the community with um, Iowa Athletics. So... That's cool. They're taking advantage of it, and some athletes are, too. And I feel like the University of Iowa is really into their women's basketball program. Absolutely. Big big crowds at games. I watched so many Iowa basketball games last year because I wanted to watch you. But do you feel like you get good support from the university? Absolutely, we do. I think we really do. Um, We have a lot of an older crowd, for sure. Um, But most of those people, they didn't have women's sports back in the day. And so... They love their women's basketball. Plus, there's no professional sports in Iowa, so they really gravitate towards That's a big deal. the Hawkeyes. Yeah. And I feel like all of a sudden there's a bunch of Edwardsville kids who are like megastars in Iowa. AJ was a big yeah. deal. You're a big deal. 
Like, do they know Edwardsville there? They no, know, they know of AJ Epinesa. That's for sure. And I, I just say, I'm from Edwardsville. You know AJ Epinesa, that guy. And they're like, Yeah, I know him. I was like, Yeah, we went to high school together. <laughs> wow, amazing. <laughs> yeah. What do you study? Sports and recreation management. So what does that mean? Um, well, I can be like a park director, I guess, if I wanted. I could run a building, um, coaching, sales, uh, communication, sports communications. Um, anything sports like working the front office, you know, Lauren Taplin. Yes. Yes. She's working Former for the, guest Met. On the show. Yeah. She's working for the Mets right now. And she similar degree that we have. Okay, cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. But your plan is to keep playing after college. Yes. WNBA. Is that the goal? It is not. It is not. Not. What is the goal? Goal is to go overseas and play professionally. Which league? Any leagues in particular, or are you just open to any European league? Mm-hmm. I'm open to a lot right now. I don't know not too Russia. much. No, not Russia. <laughs> I, I don't know too much about the leagues in um, overseas right now, but I've gotten to talk to some good resources, some good former Iowa women's basketball players, and they've helped me a wee bit. But they just say, if you know what you want to do, then you can find a league for wow. that. And so they have a lot over there. That's exciting. Yeah. Do you know when the drafts are? Are the drafts – in the spring, right after your season's over, it's, it's when could you be drafted? It's not even like a draft. It's more of you get like an agent. They talk to them. They figure out what you're good at and like if you're going to fit in this puzzle piece of their team and you sign a contract. No drafts like that for overseas basketball. Really? Yeah. So you just get to play. You just work out your own deal. So you'll have an yeah. agent, I reckon. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Do you have an agent now? I do not. Is it legal to have an agent now? Because it did. It used to be illegal to even no. have an agent. But I, th- I would think with NIL. Yeah, I don't even. I, I think it is legal to have an agent. Um, but I don't. I don't. I don't know too much about it. Honestly, I've kind of not been huge on the NIL stuff like some people have. Like you're focused on your team. Yeah. What is your role on the on the Hawkeyes? I could tell you what I think it is, mm-hmm. but I want you to tell me what what your role is. I'd say my role, big leadership role. Um, keeping the team together, mainly on the court, especially uh, just kind of keeping things smooth sailing, um, being that calm, steady presence on the court, mainly, and then just getting the job done where I can. A role player, like if I got to be the person to take a charge or dive on the floor, that's kind of what I got to do. If knock down a shot here and there, drive to the hoop, draw fouls on the other team, um, but mainly like that leadership. Uh, steady, calm presence role. And you could score more, but I feel like your team featured two of the best scorers in the country. And that's why I think you were kind of pushed into that role of get in there and get a rebound, get on the floor and die for that ball as as opposed to being the girl featured in every set piece. For sure. For sure. Okay. Let's peel back the curtain a little bit. No, it's no secret. You are a football coach's daughter. I am. Did that help you? In your, in your personal, how? It absolutely did. I mean, just kind of tough love at times. I mean, he just wanted me. He instilled that competitiveness in me since I was, geez, since I was born. And just the way he, he just fired me up all the time. And he's a coach, so he just he gets it. He gets the coaching side and he gets the playing side. So if I was ever struggling – Growing up, you know, I I didn't grow until I was a little later. 
older and, you know, Rachel Pronger, she was always the big, you know, just scoring all the points and stuff. One point from all time leading scorer at Edwardsville high school. So, you know, I just, there was times I struggled and he was always there to reassure me and, you know, give me the tough love when I needed it. But he also knew that, you know, you got to build kids up too. And so he was always my number one fan too. And how about your older sister who played basketball at Truman? Did she, did she help you out too? You know, she did, but she, she showed me more of the leadership side than the basketball side. Like she's the strongest mental, the most mentally strong person I've ever met in my life. Like she's just a go-getter. She's a grinder. And so she kind of showed me that more than the basketball skills. Cause Ken, I could whoop your butt one-on-one. Maybe. But, <laughs> but mentally and just being a good teammate, that she really showed that for me. Well, I had all three Martins in class. Did you? Yes. You want me Lucky to rank you. you want me to rank them in terms of like I think you should. <laughs> I think you should. Well, your brother was number 1. Obviously, Absolutely. he was he was hilarious and then <laughs> Kennedy was like right there, you know, like <laughs> 1A. And then somewhere at the bottom, I remember you asked me one day, Mr. Light, blah, blah, blah. After the 10th time, you asked me some question about MLA form. And I was like, oh, my gosh. You're like, I still don't know it. <laughs> how, come, how, come you, how come you hate to answer our questions? And I was like, I don't know. I don't know, Kate. How come, how come you refuse to, to, to listen when I tell you that? It was, <laughs> it was funny. We had, we had a both good. We both had a great laugh about it. So your dad was a huge influence on you, obviously, in terms of your in terms of your basketball career, and your mom, mm-hmm. too. You know, absolutely. Your, your fam- she doesn't get mentioned enough. My mom's she's BA, so she definitely um, instilled that competitiveness in me when I was little, and she's super strong and she's just tough. She she she's gone through two back surgeries, never complained, still taking care of three kids. My dad was busy. I mean, she she's she's awesome, and so. Shout out to my mom because she definitely helped me out a lot. Great family, great athletic family. And then you played for a fantastic coach mm-hmm. at Edwardsville High School. And you mentioned to me that you listened to her podcast yeah. in Lori Blade. How did playing for the Tigers, playing at Edwardsville, how did that prepare you for a life in the, in the Big Ten? I mean, I feel like I had the most readiness out of any of my teammates for college practice coming into freshman year um well I had a different freshman year tearing my ACL but she I forgot about that yeah but she really got me ready I mean she ran our high school practices like college practices I mean some of the same drills I did in college coach Blade was teaching us and even the minor details of matching our shirts our shorts our shoes matching every game day like just the little discipline. She kept us so disciplined. And if we were ever out of line, Coach Blade was on us quick. She didn't let little things slip or slide there. And um, even just going out to eat, we had, a, you know, a maximum amount of food or maximum number that you could, or money that you could yeah. spend. And so, like, if you ever went over that, you better watch out. Like, and she just kept us disciplined. And, you know, like, she had that great coach-player relationship where, you know, we had a, a little fear of her, you know, which I think is a good thing at times. Yeah. But she also loved up on us when we needed it. And, I mean, and she just knows the game of basketball. Like, she taught us that so well. And so I just felt like I was really prepared for college going in. And Blade wasn't the only good basketball coach nope. in that program. You Absolutely had Coach not. Farley. Yeah. And who else was coaching at that time when you Ponce. were there? Ponce. Ponce. Katie yeah. Ponce was there also. Yeah. And she is the head coach now. Yep. And those two also had – an influence on your career. Absolutely. Absolutely. 
I mean, and it was nice. Farley and Blade, they really balanced each other out there. So Good cop, bad cop. Good cop, bad cop. And um, I'm just very grateful for all of them. And Ponce and I really worked on my shot a lot every day after practice. For my junior and senior year, pretty much, we, we worked on my shot a lot. And she helped me get get better. She helped my shot. The program's in good hands. Absolutely, it is. I agree. And I think the other thing, and Coach Blade touched on this as well, I think one of the reasons why that dynamic worked so well was because I don't think Farley wanted to be a head coach. Mm -mm. I don't think she wanted to deal with some of the things that a head coach has to deal with because if that if that assistant coach, that 1A coach, is constantly looking over the shoulder of the head coach wanting her own job, then it's not going to work. Absolutely. But I in this case, role. yeah, but in this yeah. case, it, it, it worked really well. Okay. What surprised you about playing in the Big Ten? What what happened or what did you experience where you thought, wow, I didn't think this was going to be like this? Maybe the physicality. I always heard that it was a super physical conference, but you don't really understand until you're guarding Nas Hillman at Michigan and she's just, you know, got Throwing elbows, yeah. just tossing you around like a rag doll. And, and they're putting you on their best, the other team's best offensive threat oftentimes. According to what I saw, yes, like they're sticking, not always, but oftentimes yeah. they're, they're sticking you with a tough defensive assignment. A lot of times with a girl who's bigger than you, I yeah. saw also. Yeah. And I, I feel like I'm a pretty big, a big girl and it's crazy. There's some big How girls. How tall are you? I'm six foot. How much muscle have you put on since you've been at Iowa? Because when you walked in the door, you did not look like the same kid last time yeah. I saw you. A lot. It's funny looking back on high school pictures and I was a twig. I remember I used to eat so much in high school, and I was like, I cannot gain weight, blah, blah, blah. I wish that was the same now, but I definitely have so gained. So it's your body that has changed more Absolutely. than your lifting program? Uh, no, lifting program, definitely. Uh, we have a really good strength coach um, at Iowa. Super good program there, and they, they know what they're doing. And so I've definitely seen a body transformation since. And has that, has that had a big impact on your game? A million percent. But what's had the biggest impact is tearing my ACL a million percent. What did that, how did that impact you? Well, I just feel like it's, it's funny, but going into college, you're the, you're the best player on your high school team. If you're going to play at a Big Ten school, you're the best player on your high school team. And in team. your case, you were like one of three yes. awesome players Absolutely. on your high school team. Absolutely. Okay. Yep. So then you go to college and you tear your MCL. ACL. ACL, sorry. Yep. And I, uh, I just kind of got hit with a reality stick, and I just had to sit out for an entire year, watch from the sidelines. And honestly, what I learned is how to be a, put the team first. I learned how to figure out what your role is, how to be best at that role, work your butt off to get back. I had to work, work, work to get back to normalcy. And I just learned how to be a good teammate and – Honestly, without that, like, I don't think I would be a captain on this team without tearing my ACL. And you were a captain last year? Yes. And you're a captain this year? Yes, in uh, my sophomore year. So this would be my third year. Third year as captain? Yeah, third year. Okay. What does the captain do that the other girls on the team don't do? You know, and that's a good question. I don't think you need the title captain to be a good leader. You You can lead from anywhere. You don't need that I guess it's more of like um, the coaches want captain titles just to help delegate dele delegate roles for the team um, like 
even just like cleaning up your lockers, stuff like that, getting, making sure people are on time to meetings, making sure everybody knows like when we have practice, what time we've got this, this, and this. It's more stuff like that. And then we're also that, um, like, we communicate through our coaches to our players and vice versa. So we're, like, that person who can relay the message to and from the coaches and players. Do you get in trouble when other kids don't show up for team meetings and team practices on time because you were responsible for telling them? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that, that stuff happens. Yeah. It doesn't happen often, though. I mean, we're we're a pretty sharp team where we don't we don't let that stuff fly anyways. But that it does happen and it has because people make mistakes. But yeah, it's a whole team thing. It's not just the captains; the whole team will get in trouble if one. Why do you think the coaches picked you to be a captain as a sophomore? What did they see in you? Because they could have picked anybody. They could have picked older girls. Yeah. I'm sure they they went past some older girls in their selection. But you had only spent one year on the team when they picked you. To be a captain, why? It's a good question. You ever thought about it? No, I, I keep asking good questions, don't you I? You do, you do. That's why I do this. Yeah, you're great at it. I'm a good question. Good job. Thank you. <laughs> you know, I'm. I don't. I don't know, and I really don't like talking about myself too much, which is kind of funny. I know, but I because you're because you're not selfish. Well, thank you. But I'm asking you to talk about yourself now, so you so you, yeah, you get to be so honest. I, I think it leadership comes natural to me. I just think. Like, it didn't matter how old I was. I was just going to do what I did, what I could and what I did to help the team. And I was going to put people in their place. And I think the coaches saw that even from a, an early an early age in me, a freshman, sophomore year. I think they knew that it really didn't matter how old I was or what grade I was. I was going to I was going to put people in their place if they needed it. And I was pretty confident. And I think that helped my case being a captain for sure and reliable yeah and competitive yeah you're those things and you're yeah. smart and you're a good communicator and you're respectful yeah. that's what the coaches saw in you i guess for sure I, you talk to them no but i remember i had you in class when i thought uh, you were awesome you got like well, a c you. you got like a c plus if i remember correctly <laughs> who'd, you, like who'd you do your research paper on do you remember was oh it pat summit gosh. i would have given you pat summit probably Dude, I don't remember. How can you long, forget? It's a long time ago. But yeah, but you spent like a whole month researching this person. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. All right, I'll let I'll let month. I'll let that one slide. Yeah, okay. How are you feeling? How's that knee feeling? Great. How's your body feeling? You Great. Strong. I feel really ready to good. go. Absolutely. And returning all this talent. Mm -hmm. I watched your last game of the season last year. Yeah. Tough one. Absolutely. Have you watched it? No, I can't. I I. I can't go back. I've seen bits and pizza, bits and pieces. I mean, it, it was all over ESPN, like that shot. And, um, but it's really hard for me. Yeah, I can't go back. Might make you, might make you even oh, they more were, motivated. <laughs> we You're motivated it, enough. We get it brought up enough to where we uh, were pretty motivated by that. And that feeling that I had and that my teammates had, none of us ever want to feel that way again. So do you put a goal on it this year and sense that like, okay, girls, national championship, that's yeah. our, that's our goal. Yeah. Or, or do you, or do you say, Hey, we just want to improve every game. What's, what's, what's your mindset? National championship. That's absolutely. the goal. Yeah. And with the talent you have, it's attainable. I, I, I truly believe it. There's not a doubt. I just got the chills. There's not a doubt in my mind that that's something that we can, we can do. Hawkeyes, so, women's basketball, national champions,
2022-23 season. Absolutely. Why not? Where's the national championship going to be held this year? Do you know? Um, have they have they decided? Dallas. Yet? Dallas. Dallas. Yeah. So you're going to go down to Texas and win it all. That's the yeah. game plan. Yeah. Why not? I mean, I don't I don't see why not. I. That's the thing is. Uh, if you get to the women's final four, I'm going to do everything I can to get there. I'm not going to promise you. Is because, that tennis season? Well, but Spring? it's it is, but it's going to be on a weekend like before we start playing matches. I feel like. So, so if it's on a weekend before we start playing matches, I'm going to get there. Right. If we don't have a match, there. I'm going to get there. If you get there, I'm going to get there. All right. And I'm going to sit by Matt. Oh, gosh. So I, I see every time I watch the Hawkeyes, I see your mom and dad, especially <laughs> your dad. I feel like he goes to a fair amount of games. How yeah. many games does he go to a year? Oh, uh, well, in previous years, it was harder because he was still doing track. He didn't do track last year, so he made it to quite a few games last year. I don't know. Most of the home ones and all the Big Ten tournament games in Indianapolis because that's only about three hours from home. And then he came up for the NCAA tournament games. So they they went. They probably only missed like five to eight or nine games. So is the Big Ten women's tournament always at Indy? It is, but this year it's actually in Minneapolis. So it's not always at Indy. So it has been okay. forever, but this will be the first year that it's in Minneapolis. They're doing something to gain or the facility there in Indianapolis. Yeah, I'd rather go to Indy than than Minneapolis personally. Yeah, yeah. That's too that's too cold there. Yeah. How you how do you uh, how are you acclimatizing to those cold Iowa winters? Oh, it's brutal. It's worse than here, right? Yes, a it lot is. worse. It, well, yeah, we had like the some blizzard whatever i can't remember what it was called they were calling it it was insane we had class off for like three days which i wasn't mad about but we couldn't even go outside it was that cold. really you yeah. couldn't even leave it you couldn't even leave your dorm no yeah it, are you in a dorm or an apartment i'm in an apartment and you live with monica and that's she's your center on yeah, your team, number right? 25 and where's she from she's from minnesota so she's excited she's that loving the, it yeah that oh she loves the cold she's like i can't wait for fall and winter and i'm like girl i'm trying to no. save her the summer no. here yeah. where's clark from She's from Des Moines, Iowa. Okay. Yeah. So you guys are all right there from the Midwest. Yeah. Most most of our team, except we have a girl from Colorado, but everybody else is pretty much from the Midwest. What have you learned about basketball besides dealing with the physical physicality yeah. of the game at that level? How do you see the game differently, or do you see it the same now? Oh, I feel like I definitely see it differently. Um, just even – with learning different offenses, we run like a continuous four out, one in type of offense. And so it's simple reads and offenses like, oh, if this defender steps over this line right here, we're going back door. If they are trailing on you, you better curl it or pull up for three. It's simple stuff like that. Just offensively and defensively, we have different mindsets than we did in high school. Um, But also, I feel like the number one thing that I've learned playing basketball is that stats will be forgotten one day, but relationships and how you make people feel will never be forgotten. And my sister actually told me that, and I was like, yeah, whatever. Like, I want to score all the points, you know, whatever. And I, it's true. It, people are always going to remember how you made them feel, and it's more, it's more than just a game. And What is it? Shoot. Well, for me, it's it's life. It really is. Like, my life revolves around basketball, and it will forever. I want to be a coach one day, and it's just 
It's a spiritual thing. It it is like it's an emotional thing. It is. I mean, it's mentally exhausting at times. It's emotionally exhausting at times because you care so much. I put everything into it, my blood, sweat, tears. So like when something doesn't work out, it's hard. Like losing has never felt worse to me in my life. And I remember in your in your class specifically, I don't know if you remember this, but we got on in like a little tiff. It wasn't even, but we talked about if you're learning from losing, are you really losing? And I was like, well, I guess no. Like you're learning from it. Like you'll get better, whatever. No, it's, it was if you're learning, what? are you a failure? Oh, okay. Yeah. Something along those lines. And I still, I was thinking on my way over here, I was like, what do I feel about that? But I think I feel differently now because the way I felt after that Creighton loss, I felt like I lost everything. Yeah. I, it was horrible. Like I've, I've never felt like that in my life. And so I really truly did feel like a failure, but I just know that that loss is going to help us in the future. So am I really a failure? I don't think so. And I think that's the hardest thing about being an athlete. Yeah. It's because I see it in tennis. I see these pro tennis players come to Edwardsville and they lose. And honestly, it's hard to console them immediately after a loss because you feel like a loser. Yeah. But you have to understand that losing is part of development. Yeah. And it and I'm not saying it shouldn't hurt. Oh yeah. And I think I would be disappointed in you if it didn't just make you want to cry. Yeah. You know, and, and it but it can't make you want to quit. Yeah. And that's the thing is you have to learn to to bounce back after it. You just you just have to. Mm-hmm. Because think about how many games you're gonna lose and how many shots you're gonna miss. Yeah. And if you drive yourself crazy over those losses and those misses that's what causes the burnout. Yeah. That, you know, when kids are like, I'm burned out. It's like, what are you really sick of? It's not the game. It's the, your inability to handle the losses. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. I think, I think, I think learning to lose and coping with losing is something that, you know, especially if you're going to be a professional basketball player. Yeah. You know, so then you're going to have people screaming at you. Right. right. Probably in a foreign language, unless you're playing <laughs> in the, unless you're playing in the UK. Right. Absolutely. So what are you working on right now in terms of your game? How are you getting better? Yeah, I've been working on my shot a lot. I just want to be more consistent from the three-point line. And we have two great scorers, and we have some really good three-point shooters, Gabby, McKenna, great three-point shooters. But they they start to sag off of me a lot, and they, they the other teams, you know, they don't respect me as much in that way. They uh, do a lot of help side, play a lot of help side off of me, so – I just want to be able to knock down the open three because I get it quite often. And I think that'll just transform my game, you know, just making one or two threes a game, just open shots. Like, oh, man, it, we will be even more unguardable if I, you know, get more consistent in that area. And I've put up more shots and made more shots this summer than I ever have in my entire life. And Everybody loves making shots. Oh, man, it feels great. But you know what everybody hates? Missing. Waiting in line at the DMV, and now you don't have to. Go see the state-certified experts at Rosenthal License Service for all your licensing needs, including title work for cars, trucks, motorcycles, ATVs, boats, campers, RVs, and trailers. You got any of those things? You got a trailer, a motorcycle, or anything? I used to have a moped. 
Located in Edwardsville in the Montclair Shopping Plaza, right across from the DMV, Rosenthal is a local family-owned business that has been serving the Metro East for more than 80 years with fast, friendly service. And they can help you if you need a money order or a notary public. So the next time you need to renew your sticker, save time with a quick and easy visit to my friends at Rosenthal License Service or give them a call at 656-6163. Okay, how old are you now? 22. 22. I want you to look back on Kate Martin, 13 years old, about to enter high school. Yeah. Okay, Kate Martin, young, scrawny kid, about to enter Edwardsville High School, about to, about to begin four years with Coach Blade and her staff, yeah. about to begin, really, in earnest, her basketball journey. Yeah. What advice do you have for that girl? Enjoy it. Have fun. Um, I definitely took things a little too seriously at times. Um, I used to get, still do, still working on it, get really mad at myself and get down on myself, and it does nothing but hinder you. It does not help your teammates. It doesn't help you. Um, so enjoy it. Don't be so hard on yourself. And, yeah, have fun. Get out of your own head. Absolutely. Just like that story, finding myself on the court and in on the floor on the field and in the gym yep. about the girl who makes the shot at the end of the story. Mm. Do you remember that? Nope. Gosh, darn it. <laughs> well, you got to read that. Finding Myself. It's on the, on the court and on the field by Jeannie Ryan. It's a fantastic short story. We read it. I'll I check think. it out. I'm telling you, it's, it's, it's a great story. You should have read it back when I had you in class instead of pretending I'm like you did. I'm sure I did. That's probably the one qu quiz you flunked. <laughs> well, Never would I do that. All right, Kate Martin, you heard me promise I'll, I'll be at the Final Four if you make it. Absolutely. And uh, thank you so much for uh, inspiring me on the TV when every time I get to watch you play, <laughs> I jump up and I pump my Aww. fist and I get, I get super <laughs> excited. So maybe I'll try to make it out to a game that this year, awesome. too. I don't know if I could sit by your, sit by your old man at a game. I remember oh, sitting gosh. by him. I forgot you played volleyball in high school, too. Mm -hmm. I remember sitting by him when yeah. you played, I want to say, against O'Fallon at West yeah. In a playoff game. Yeah. And you beat him, and uh, it was a close game. But I was sitting by your dad and Mrs. Patton. Oh, man. I was just texting her. And I was just like, man, this, this is, this is, you know, it's, it's tough to sit by nervous parents yeah. for me, but yeah. I don't blame. I think it's, I think you get more nervous as a parent than you do as a coach. Yeah. Probably. I would, I, I'd like to ask my dad that question. I'm going to ask him when I get home. Ask him. I will. He, he liked watching me play volleyball more than he likes watching me play basketball because he didn't know anything about volleyball. And so he couldn't correct me. But when he watches me play basketball, he at least knows what's going on. So he can tell when I make mistakes. And Does he still try to try to correct you? No, not anymore. He doesn't. You're like, dude, come on. He's just so happy that I'm playing and yeah. he's really proud of me. He doesn't. We're all proud of you, Kate. Well, keep, thank you. Keep up the good work. Thanks and, for having uh, me. Come on back. Yeah, I'd love to. Good to see you. All right. You too. I'm going to welcome back to the studio, back to the Metro Esports podcast, one of my favorites, one of the most successful collegiate athletes from the Metro East, a legendary track star from Edwardsville High School, and now a Razorback, Brandon Battle. But before I do, I got to talk about Cassin's Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram, the number one place to purchase a vehicle in the Metro East. If you're in the market for a new or a pre-owned car, check out Casson's Inventory in person where they've been for 25 years or online at Casson's.com. 
Cassens has earned the highest ratings for customer service. Their expert staff is committed to making your car buying experience enjoyable, including convenient on-site financing. I've purchased four vehicles there, and I will not purchase a vehicle anyplace else. With over 80 years of experience in the Metro East, Cassens is the clear-cut leader for quality service and customer satisfaction. Go see Steve, Cliff, Holly, Greg, Bob, Mike, or Trent today. A vehicle from Cassens might be the only thing faster than the man sitting across from me. Welcome back to the show, Mr. Brandon Battle. Thank you for having me back, Mr. Light. You get to call me Dave now if you want to. I don't want to make it weird, but you can call me Dave. You can call me Coach. You can call me Coach Dave. You can call me Mr. Life. You know, I still call my teachers Mr. Hamilton and so on. I'm just like, I don't know. There's a, you know, it's just, you know, whatever you want to do. But you're welcome to call me Dave if you want to. And, you know, I'm, I, you're a great teacher of mine, so I'm going to respect you, Mr. Life. Okay. Or either Coach Life, you know, because I seen what you're doing with tennis, you know, that was pretty cool. So why didn't you play tennis in high school? I wish I would have got you somehow. Isn't it like the same season as track, right? It's or spring, yeah. Spring, so I mean, I could have bounced back and forth. But I would have let you. Me playing tennis, I need a lot of practice. So you could, you would get it. <laughs> you would be amazing. You would be amazing at tennis, and you were amazing this year at the University of Arkansas. But let's talk. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about your parents drop you off there. Mister Battle dropped you off there, and. What's your reaction? Wow. So when he, my parents dropped me off, and then they left. Like, we dropped, they dropped me off on a Saturday and, you know, got my room, uh, my apartment with my other three roommates. They came in later, but we got that part uh, situated. And then they left Sunday. Excuse me. Are these guys also on the track team? Yes, sir. Yep. Okay, so you're, you're living with track dudes. Mm -hmm. Cool. All right. What are their names? Uh, Connor Washington, Adam Landon, and um, TJ Tomlianovich. Any of these guys on your four by four hundred? Connor Washington was. We were both we both all American together as freshmen, and we ran outdoor as a freshman as well. That's awesome. Anyway, all right, keep going. And so, um, after Sunday we had uh, breakfast, and then when they left, it I was sitting in my room. I was like, "Dang, I'm really on my own." <laughs> like this really hit me. Yeah. And I was like, "Okay, like what's next? Do I go to the store or?" Do I just go walk around campus or what? So me and Connor, we moved at the same time. So we both just walked around campus and stuff like that. Just found something to do. Pinching yourself. Yeah. It like, was, wow, we're here. We've done it. You know, dream come true. It was, yeah. And that day, do you have practice or is it the next day? Um, we actually didn't have practice because um, a lot of people were moving in and okay. school had not started yet. We had like a week before school had started. So we were just kind of just hanging around, going to facilities, or just me new me new freshmen, or just other people who've been here, I've been there, Arkansas, and just building a relationship with them. So yeah. And your first impression of the campus and all the facilities as a student there is like you're like wow, this is awesome. Yeah, it was huge. I mean, Arkansas is like beautiful, like the campus is beautiful, the city's beautiful, the state's beautiful, um, the facilities are top tier. Like, I mean, our new track facilities, I think. Don't quote me on this, but I do I do know it's over a million dollar renovation. So wow. it's brand new. So it's looking good. It's looking great. Love the facilities. Love it. Love okay. It. And then here's the part I'm interested in. As your English teacher, yep. you gotta go to school. You're not just gotcha. down there to be a professional track athlete. Professional track may be in your future, but for now, you are a full time student. Yep. And what was that like? I mean, it was definitely my responsibility because on my own, I had to get up. 
um, every morning, go to class, and then make sure I do my assignments when tournament when they're supposed to turn in. Talk with my teachers on struggling or anything or getting extra tutoring help and um, and stuff like that. So it's definitely on my own. That's the part about growing up. And how were your classes? Was it super tough? Was it like, you know, was it like what you expected? Were you doing okay? Was it harder than you expected? And, you know, did Edwardsville High School prepare you for academic life in the SEC? I definitely, um, Edwardsville High School did prepare me. Um, it was everything I expected. I knew it was going to be, some classes are going to be challenging. I think my hardest class was art history. Like, I, that's not even part of my major. And it was just an elective I had to take. And I'm like, man, that was, that first semester was like, blew my mind. That's cool, though. But it was It cool. exposed you to some things you would have never thought about otherwise. Mm-hmm. What'd you learn about? I'll be honest with you. I, Come on, <laughs> man. Painters, yeah, we sculptors. We learned about different painters and, and sculptors. We had to look at um, paintings and how to, how to identify the artist or identify, like, the meaning of that art or whatever. It was just, it was a lot, like, it was a lot confusing, but. Okay. Um, but the classes definitely went smooth, I would say. Um, grades were good. Grades were great. Did you skip class a lot? Never. I actually, I'm proud of myself for this. I did not miss a single lecture unless we traveled, of course, you know, out of town. But um, fall semester, when we were home, I did not miss a single class. I was made sure I was the first one in class, made sure I was the first one, I mean, the last one to leave. Um, and, yeah, I didn't miss a single lecture. Went to every class. Even though I was feeling sick sometimes, I still went to class, and that's how I learned, and that's how my grades were so good last year. I hope you're listening, America, especially young people. If you're going to be a college student or if you're a parent, play that over again for your kid before he or she goes to college went to class you asked for help when you needed it Mm -hmm. that's the thing if you're a young person and you think am i smart enough to get through college you know am i gonna am i gonna be able to get through as a student the thing is if you show up and if you ask for help you're gonna be fine yep right that was the first thing our teachers had said um if you just show up to class you're more than likely just gonna pass the class like literally that's all i had to do and then, but for a lot, for some classes, mm-hmm. man, I'm sure while you were there, you participated. Right. But for, you know, you had to do work and I'm sure you had to take tests. You had to do yep. all those things. But, exactly. but teachers are looking for you to do the work and show up because so many people just refuse to. Mm-hmm. So anyway, good for you. Okay. So now let's get to the part that everybody really wants to hear about. Track season starts. And so when do you guys start like uh, working out as a team? When do you start practicing? Um, we start. Um, usually the week, like usually when school starts, so in two weeks we're gonna start practicing. Okay. Like we'll start in the weight room for a couple of weeks, and then we'll hit the hit the turf. We don't run the we don't run the track first. We hit the turf and like we do grass runs and that's with when, with shoes. Oh yeah, oh yeah, with shoes of course. With, with shoes, shoes on yeah. the grass. I yeah. thought maybe I seen I've seen kids running barefoot. I mean, you, you that's can, a trend. But I mean, I guess, but you can though. But I'm it's how the way. I mean, you can if you want, but I'm not, I won't recommend doing it. Okay, and how many how many guys are sprinters like you? Um, I'll say the whole team. Really? Yeah, but the whole like the whole sprinting team, of course. I mean, we're all just alike. We all build that chemistry, and we all we all came in at the same times, you know, out of high school, you know, running fast. How many dudes are you practicing with every day? How many guys are you running with? So we coach you splits up splits us up into different groups. You know, you have your four hundred guys. Okay, you have your short sprinters. So I'm really practicing with like 10 different guys. Okay. Yep. And how long are your practices? Um, so usually our track, like when we run the track, when we sprint, 
we'll just have we'll go for about an hour and then we'll probably go lift. So I'll say about two and a half to three. And were you immediately in the starting lineup for the events that you wanted to do? Did you have to break in slowly? I mean, I guess you could say so. I mean, the coaches had a lot of expectations for me, and they told me, like, you know, you have a chance to be on this 4 by 4 team, so, yeah. So you expected to be on the 4 by 400 from the get-go, and you were? Yeah, that was my goal, and I was, yeah. Were you on any other events this season on the track team? I was on the, I ran the open four, and that was pretty much it, just 400. Four okay, four. so you, your 400 is your distance. Yep. Not the 800 anymore. No. Not, the, not any of the other stuff. Like 400 is what we got it down to. Did you know that that's what you were going to specialize in, that that was going to be your distance going into Arkansas, or was that decided? So, I mean, of course, I ran 46 in high school. And right. That was like one of the top times in the nation. I knew that was going to be like my primary event going in. But that was just kind of, like, since my freshman year, we're not going to try to put a whole lot on my body right now because I'm still trying to get used to the programs, getting used to running against grown men, not like running against, you know, teenagers like it was in high school. So it's just building my body. So in the future, I'll probably run in, you know, 200s, maybe jump into the 100 as well and run, keep running 400s. Okay. So you think you're going to expand oh, yeah. your events this year? I feel it, yep. See, I had no idea. <laughs> this is really interesting. Well, I mean, you know. If you're going to wrestle, I'm like, well, are you going to wrestle this weight next year? You know, what are you hoping to do? But in track, it's what events are you doing and will you expand, especially with, with your skill set? Mm-hmm. So tell me again what you th- – okay, ideally, if you could pick, if coach said, okay, Brandon, do what you want to do, how many events would you do and what, which events would you do next year? And knowing college and how the way the meets work, I'll probably just stick with probably two or three events or probably just – yeah, i probably just say two events uh, per meet because the meets are very taxing on your body. And the training, you know, we got to train for those meets as well. So um, I like to get on the 4 by one team, but, you know, we have a lot of great guys. And um, But I'm going to stick with the 400 and 4 by 4 It's exciting, man. Okay, so season's going well. You're running, and uh, you wind up the SEC champs. And huge smile when I say that. Was that expected, that you guys would win the SEC? That was expected. I mean, because we won 2020, 2021. So we won two years prior. And then – So this um, is three in a row. This is three in a row right now. And, you know, we had we had a streak before that. Um, but we didn't win in 2019 or 2018. But I think they won, like, 2017 and, like, beyond. So it was definitely expected for us since we're the powerhouse. So you are the big brother – of track in men's men's track in the sec yep and if people weren't sure about it they are now yes, sir. because you drop in as a freshman and you and your crew are the four by four champs of the sec yep can you describe that moment well we didn't win the four by four but our four by four we had a place i think top i think we had a place in the top eight which was which what we did so we solidified the win for us so we weren't taking the chance, but how we won our uh, heat and how we won, um, I'll say, how we all just ran well, that's how we won for our team. So that's, that's gotcha. what really set it for us. Okay. And then you qualify for the national tournament, mm-hmm. and you finish sixth place in the national tournament. Yes, sir. And was that your best time of the year? That was actually – so when we ran that indoor, we ran on, like, on a slower track, and a lot of our times are kind of just messed up because the track's not as fast as our track. It's not as – 
I'll say, as elevated or as banked as our track. So, I mean, we, we ran a, a decent time, but it wasn't our fastest time that we ran. But for considering the track, yep. you guys flew. Yep. Is that what you felt like? Yeah, we did. And you were satisfied with sixth place? We were not satisfied with sixth place. Um, uh, we, we were expected to win the national meet as a team. Okay. And um, this, some things just didn't go our way in the prelims, you know. So we decided to bounce back and look forward to day two. And, you know, we had a lot of guys um, All-American day two. And then, you know, our 4 by 4 we did our thing. We played six. So, I mean, that's all we can ask for. And you felt good as a freshman? Yeah, I felt great. What's the number one thing you learned athletically as a freshman in the SEC? You just got to be patient. You got to be on your A game because if you're not on your A game, then you're just going to expect to get I guess, get rolled or get last place in a race. So you got to be on your A game. You just got to be patient with it because you're not going to go out and win you know, every race because it's the SEC's the toughest conference, one of the best conferences in the nation. So you just got to be patient and just trust the process and just keep working. And what are you looking forward to most sophomore year? Uh, I mean, besides maybe doing one more event? Yeah, I already got my got my goals written down. You know, I like to I'm gonna keep those goals pretty tight with me, like times wise. But um, I will I will I will say this: I will train smarter and I'll be more patient. In Holloway, um, I'll say I'll do things. Wave your arm like like this. Lights go out here in the studio. See, there you go. That's 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 a fun fact about the Metro Esports <laughs> podcast: is if we sit quietly, the lights will go out until you wave your arm and then they come back on. So it's kind of. Anyway, go ahead. So your goals, go ahead. Oh, yeah, just train smarter and just be patient and um, just have fun. Okay, so smarter. Mm-hmm. So that means I, you say smarter and I hear you're going to spend less time, but your time is going to be better spent. Yeah, you can say that. Okay, so how are you going to spend your time better? I would say one thing about training is a diet because diet plays a big role I feel like I kind of, I'll say I slacked just a little bit on my diet than I like outdoor season um, than I did indoor. So I got to be more strict on my diet. That's what comes along with training, lifting. Because, you know, this is a new, I never lived in high school. So lifting was definitely brand new to me in college. And um, I'll say um, another thing. Your track it. team did not lift. We lived, we barely lifted. We lifted a couple of times, but we didn't, we didn't lift freaking like as I did, as I do now. Like, like you do in college. Mm-hmm. You actually ran cross country your senior year. And junior year. And junior year, yep. right? Yep. If you had that to do again, would you run cross country or would you lift and jump into this program that you're lifting now? If you, had, if you were two years ahead on this lifting program, would that have made you even better? That, that's a controversial question. I mean, I'm sorry, but yeah, um, you don't know. Yeah, I honestly don't know the answer to that question, you know. Take it one day at a time is all I say. Because you're not running any distance now, though, right? No. No. Those, no. Those, <laughs> those <laughs> <like> <laughs> reaction. No. Ask no. me. No, I'm not. <laughs> anyway, so it's all sprint work, just like feed the cats. Is it feed the cats? Yep. Pretty much. Pretty much. Feed the cats plus lifting equals your college training regimen. Yep. Is that fair to say or not? Um, I'll say it's a little bit, little bit more to than just feed the cats. Okay. You know, I'll say we run, we run further distance. We run like 300 meters, you know, to build that strength. And we do, we do other stuff as well, but I want to disclose any of that. You want to – really? There's secrets? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know who's listening. I don't know who's gonna be listening to this. Really? Show. Yeah. So, so like somebody from LSU's listening. You're like, be. I'm not gonna tell you what we do. Could be, you know. But everyone, every track program pretty much knows how each track program runs. You know. Really? So, yeah. So what you're well, like, like the secrets involve like distances and numbers of reps, not like we go to the pool or like massage. I think I think massage could be one team's secret weapon. 
Yeah, you never know. Like, what, what one team we have up their sleeve, they could be doing something completely different. They could be just running hills all the time. Then all those guys come out here and run fast. Or one team could go, I don't know, a team in Florida can probably go swim on the beach. You know, that's, oh, that's one thing you get fast. You run on the beach. Know. Yeah, you just never know. Or resistance bands. Or resistance bands, so you just never know. So, yeah. Or push the truck up the hill. Exactly, you know. You just never know. You never know. Yeah. I think it's about uh, – Making your athletes think it's the best. Yeah, that's the one thing. You know what I mean? Like, if you go into the meet with confidence, I think that's the best, don't you? Confidence is definitely key. And I, I, got, I know I'm going to have a lot of confidence going to next year. All right, I'm going to ask you for some advice because everybody loves good advice from great, successful people. But you know what everybody hates? Waiting in line at the DMV. And now you don't have to. Go see the state-certified experts at Rosenthal License Service for all your licensing needs, including... Title work for cars, trucks, motorcycles, ATVs, boats, campers, RVs, and trailers. Located in Edwardsville in the Montclair Shopping Plaza, right across from the DMV, Rosenthal is a local family-owned business that has been serving the Metro East for more than 80 years with fast, friendly service, and they can help you if you need a money order or a notary public. So the next time you need to renew your sticker, save time with a quick and easy visit to my friends at Rosenthal License Service. Or give John and Francis a call at 656-6163. All right, here's the advice. You got some kid, he's thinking about playing sports in college next year. He's like wondering, you know, how am I going to be successful? How's he going to do it? Um, he's got he's to find your interests. You know, we got to find what you want to do. And then when you find that plan, just stick with it. You know, it's, it's going to take baby steps. You know, it's all about a process. And at the end of the day, you just know that you put in the work, you put in the time, that the results will show. And whatever sport you want to do. What if you don't want to do a sport? Maybe your thing is just academics. If it's, if it's academics and if you want to strive to, say, be engineer or be a scientist or go work for NASA, and then you got to take those baby steps to get to that point. You know, you got to make sure you're getting the grades in the class that you need to passing those tests, and then that's just one step right there, and you take to the next step, which is be your next year of school, and then make sure you're doing that, and then, you know, fill out internships, whatever. Yep. So starting something small that all adds up to the top. Seems like you've really grown up. You feel like you've really grown up? Um, I still say I will have some more grown up to do, but freshman year definitely opened up my eyes to a lot more things. I never know. Being responsible, yep. being responsible for yourself and all that. Yes, sir. All right, you still got big goals for beyond college for yourself athletically yep care to share any of those goals with us definitely individual all-american definitely a huge goal winning the nationals in the 400 or in the four by four again as a team winning a team national title that would be so fun um winning secs as individual um and then hope to make the world team or usa or usa olympic team stick to those dreams love them brandon battle all-american former tiger yes sir what do we say pig suey is there a woo pig suey? That's how you do it. Yep. Thanks so much for coming by. Appreciate it. Wow, this is awesome high energy show tonight. And guest number three is an awesome high energy dude. Head football coach for the Cayhawks, Colton Rhodes. Fresh off the most exciting season in Cayhawk football in how many years? Uh, ten, I think, since last time they went eight and eight and one in the regular season. So. Uh, actually, no, 10 was the last time they made the playoffs. It's been since 98 was the last time they, and the only time they went 8-1 other than that. So 
It's been a while. It's exciting. You know what else is, is exciting? Keller Williams Marquis Jeb and Ginger Blasting Game. Because if you're looking to buy or sell a home in the Metro East on the Illinois or the Missouri side, please give our partners at Keller Williams Marquis Jeb and Ginger Blasting Game the chance to serve you. They have offices in Waterloo, O'Fallon, and Edwardsville with more than 130 agents. The Blasting Games are a family-owned business that has helped over 5,000 families find just the right home. The Lipes are one of those families. Jeb and Ginger sold our house quickly because they're experts at staging and pricing, and they helped us find the perfect home, and they can do the same for you. No wonder they're ranked in the top 10 real estate teams, not just in the United States, not just in the area, not just in Southern, Southern Illinois, but top 10 real estate teams in North America. Give Jeb and Ginger Blasting Game a call at 618-578-9276 or check them out online at BlastingGameGroup.com. You will not be disappointed. And you did not disappoint the Kayhawk fans last year. No, that's, I'm happy to hear that. That was my, that was my whole goal. I'm, I'm glad we, we accomplished it. Well, you did it. Great running backs like Jerry Richardson in the backfield. Oh, yeah. No. What's, how's he looking? Uh, Jerry's looking great. He uh, had a decent track season. He had a little hamstring injury, hampered him a little bit in April. So we kind of shut him down because it, it just wasn't getting any better. It, it like, tweaked up twice on him. So we kind of shut him down because uh, we knew he had a long summer going ahead with football and things like that. So we hoped he could get ready, but it didn't work out for him. But this summer he's looking, he's looking strong. He's looking fast. He's, he's ready to go. And you coach track. Yes, sir. So that was advantageous for you to be in that position where you're watching this young athlete run track and then you can help him make the best decision for his athletic future. Yeah. I mean, we all want multi-sport athletes. We want kids to play everything. At least that's my view on things. I know some people have a different opinion, but that's okay. Um, But no, it's nice to get all my football players that aren't doing, whether it's baseball or a different spring sport out to run track, just improve their athleticism, get faster, um, work on their footwork. Maybe they're a thrower, that sort of thing. So it's nice to see them in a different element instead of on the football field. Now I'm seeing them on the track and I just get to know my players that much more. Okay. And last year was awesome. It was record breaking for you guys. You had, you had wins, uh, wins, playoff appearance. You had a playoff win. Uh, you were selling out. Yeah, we were selling out. Uh, Unfortunately, we didn't have a playoff win. We lost the first round. I thought you did. I thought, nah. you, I thought you won your first playoff. Nah, so we, we lost the first one. We're still uh, still over in the playoffs so okay. far at Collinsville, but uh, we're going we're gonna to keep working on that and one. And that's the goal for this year? Uh, that's one of the goals for sure. Uh, we would love to get back there and, and have another, sh- another crack at getting that first win. Um, kids have worked so hard this offseason, so that's definitely uh, something that's on their minds. There's a long way to go to get there, but that's something that's definitely uh, been talked about through the kids so far. And day one was today right oh yeah and what do you think state championship uh i don't want to jump the the gun and say state championship first day but today was awesome it was super exciting uh kids and coaches we all had high energy everybody was just ready to go uh we were unfortunately i know first day of high school practice you only get to wear helmets but boy those kids were wishing we could have padded up and and done some hitting out there but uh no it looked great uh just seeing those kids really enjoying it and being like finally it's back because it's been what nine months since we had that bad taste in our mouth it's it's time for us to get back out there so okay and how were your numbers because last year you talked about kids in the hallway coach can i still get a helmet it's coach you know can i still come out for the team like 
kids were coming out in droves. Yeah, so numbers are great right now. We've got about uh, about a little over 100 kids that showed up today for practice. So we're going to be able to field all three levels, freshman, JV, varsity. Awesome. And uh, no, I couldn't be happier. The buzz around Collinsville football right now is great. Feels good. Oh, nothing better than it right now. So. And how the, how are the how are the coaches? How many coaches do you have? And the uh, same coaching staff is back from last year. Yeah, so I've got 12 coaches, and they're all they're all back from last year. It's great. Uh, we've got a very diverse coaching staff. We all have kind of different coaching philosophies. Um, so sometimes we'll we may argue a little bit here and there about what we think is right, but at the end of the day, it works well together, and we do figure out what's best for the kids and what's best for the team. And ultimately, you got to do philosophically what your personnel dictates. Oh, yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. So it's not always X's and O's. Sometimes it's Jimmy's and Joe's, as the old saying goes. <laughs> <laughs> Telling me, man. There you go. And are you the, uh, you know, I really want to run the ball? Or are you the guy, come on, guys, let's pistol. Let's throw it. Let's throw it around. You know, um, which, which one are you? Are you right in between? So I'm, I'm definitely more of a, I believe in kind of a balanced offensive attack. But at the end of the day, I'm just going to take what the defense gives me. Uh. Now, I am an aggressive coach. I'm an aggressive play caller. That's just the way it is. Um, I went for it on fourth down for my own 30 in my very first varsity game last year. And the first drive is, you know, first and 10 on our 20. We get the ball to 29. It's fourth and one. And I said, I'm going to go for it. That's just who I'm going to be as a coach. We're going to be and aggressive. What happened? Uh, we didn't get it, but we stopped them and we got the ball right back. That was, so the it was first okay. Game. That was your first game. First game, first and drive. And all these people in the stands are like, <laughs> this dude sucks. <laughs> what are we doing? Who do we hire? No, probably. Did you hear it? No, I, I didn't from hear all it. all 10 fans? Luckily we, luckily, we won that game. So I didn't, and nothing ever came back okay. from me. But if we, you know, maybe we don't win that first game, that's probably something that's talked about. But I mean, I think the kid, the kids now know it that I'm going to be aggressive with my play calling all the time, and so they kind of get behind that. So once you get that, they get behind it. They feel it. They they want to be aggressive. They enjoy that part of it now. Isn't that why they call you Coach Colt Forty Five? Because <laughs> they know you're the gunslinger. Uh, that one hasn't gotten around yet, but I don't mind it. There you go, <laughs> right here from the Metro East Sports Podcast, Colt Forty Five, the gunslinger roads. All right, well, so. Same quarterback as last year. You got, um, you got the Jerry. You got Jerry running the ball in the backfield. He's an awesome running back. You're going to feed him, obviously. Same quarterback. Yeah. So uh, the quarterback we started last year, Colby Anderson. He's going to be back. We currently have a little quarterback battle right now going on in summer practice. So it's between quarterback uh, Colby Anderson. He's going to be a senior, and then junior Ethan Bagwell. So they're kind of splitting snaps right now. We don't know exactly which way we're going to go, but we got two and a half weeks to figure that one. Are out. Are they so. similar styled quarterbacks? Um, similar. Sort of. I, so Colby's a little bit smaller, a little bit more athletic. Uh, Ethan's a little bit bigger. He's got a bigger arm on him. So uh, they each have their strengths. They each have their weaknesses. So we're just trying to figure out which way to is going to best help our team. There you go. And defensively, how do the chaos look? Defensively, look pretty good. We're not. We didn't lose too many defensive starters. I believe we're losing two off the top of my head from last year. We we had eight seniors. Um, I think we're only losing two defensive starters. And maybe even only one. I'm trying to remember back who started every game, but may only be one. So defensively, we're going to be strong again. I think that's going to be kind of what we're going to lean on, especially at the beginning of the year. And without having your schedule pulled up in front of me like I normally do, you open up in three weeks? Yep, August 26th, home game against Belleville East. So you're starting off with some stiff competition. Oh, yeah. No, and they're going to be – It's you know it's crazy to think. Last year we probably snuck up on some people, but – we went eight and one last year, and now everybody's going to be thinking like, "Hey, we're ready for Collinsville now." Yeah. So uh, 
That's going to be a tough one. We opened up last season against them as well. Got by 13-6, to six, I believe, was the final score. So it was, a, it was a dog fight last year, and I'm expecting the same this year. And it was the first game of the year last year. You won a close game. And from there, it kind of felt like you just kept doing that over and over, which was scraping by and winning close games. And you hate to think about what would happen if you were on the other side of that coin. Oh, yeah. No, definitely. It's been on my mind. There's That game was 13-6. to six. The next week, tried was 10-7. to seven. So it was just, uh, it was just, you know, ball bounces a different way a couple of times. It could easily went the other way. So it's one of those things where football, everybody says this game of inches, and the, that worked way, well for us last year. So hopefully we can uh, not leave it up as close this year. That's the goal. And somebody else could say there was a better team in the Metro East. Fine. Maybe there was. Wave your arms here. The lights go out here in Georgia if you don't do that. Come on. What? There, there we go. go. Um, somebody else could say there was a better team in the Metro East, and there, and there probably was. Somebody else could say there was a better player than Jerry. Okay, fine. But I don't think there was a better story last year than what the Cahawks did. I don't think there was a better story in football, a better football story than, than your success last year. I think it was shocking, and I think because you won all those close games right at the beginning – I think it was fun to see. I thought the reaction of the fans was fun to see. Your reaction was fun to see. Does it feel different coaching this team this year? Oh, 100%. Like, I just remember last year, this time of the year last year, I was probably so nervous. Like, I was probably on edge all the time just thinking about all the scenarios. Now, I'm still nervous, like <laughs> incredibly nervous all the time. That's, that's probably never going to change for me. But uh, it's a different feeling. I'm a little bit more confident. I feel good about how we're practicing. I feel good about how we've prepared so far. Um, I kind of know how I want to change things. I know how I want to like revisit some of the things that maybe I didn't do as well at the beginning of the year last year. So I'm, I'm slightly more confident in just our ability to adapt to the situations. Those butterflies you had last night when you couldn't sleep and this morning before you went into practice, if you ever lose those, quit that's a hundred percent i don't and i don't think i'll ever lose those those feelings uh thursday night before the game where i'm sitting there at the house and i'm like i don't know if i'm gonna fall asleep tonight because i'm just there's every everything's running through my head at least for me i'm just thinking about all these different scenarios okay it's you know it's third and long here's what's happening here's what's been happening what am i gonna call or who do i need to put in the game on this play those types of things always running through my mind are the kids responding to you differently or is it the same uh it's a little of both um, so we've been doing, we started something new this year. Um, so last year, I'd say my biggest um, concern for my team last year was I think I had a lack of leadership from the players. And that's not a knock on the players last year. That's more of a knock on me and the coaching staff because we didn't develop leaders last year. So in the offseason, I really spent some time uh, creating a leadership council where I got kids to apply and join. And once a week we met and we just taught them how to be leaders. So right now I've got 12 kids that joined the leadership council and they are being the leaders that, that I wanted on the field and the on practice. The yeah. On the team. You have a leadership council. Yeah. So we try and meet once not a week, ca not captains, a council. Yeah. I you got have 12. a council. I got 12 of them. So I've got one. Do you also have captains. Uh, so I'm going to use my leadership council as captains. So those are going to be my captains. So they're going to lead the way for me. And, um, it's kind of been, it's fun to watch them kind of evolve. Like some of them are starting to step out of their shoes a little bit. They're going to talk more. They're starting to lead the way a little bit more, which is what I wanted, right? I can't see everybody that's maybe not going 100% in the drill, but they can when they're next to them. And they can say, hey, we got to pick this up. You can do better than I know you can. That's not getting on to them. It's just getting positive and saying, I know what you can do What do you call do this kid? This is, the, this is the leadership council. My leadership council, yep. Mm. 
I could come up with a better name. That's, this, is, <laughs> this is the K-Hawk Council of Elders. Elders. <laughs> K-Hawk Council. You got you to get the word K-Hawk in there. I think the word K-Hawk is a good word. All right. You know what else is awesome in addition to the K-Hawk Council of Elders? Andy Calloway of Calloway Home Loans because he saves me money every month now and he'll save my family thousands in the long run. How he refinanced my existing mortgage. And he can do the same for you. Rates are really low. Eh, they're moving up. And you want to take advantage before they get up too high of an easy, fast, and affordable way to refinance. They do conventional FHA and VA loans. And ask for the MESP special. If you refinance with Andy, he'll donate $100 to Kayhawk Football, if that's what you want. Or you could donate $100 to Tiger Tennis. Probably not if you're, listening to, the, if you're listening to this interview. You want that 100 bucks to go to Kayhawk Tennis, and that's fine. If you refinance with Andy, he'll give that 100 bucks to the team of your choice. Give him a call today at 618-830-3332. Save money and support your favorite team in the Metro East, which is probably Kayhawk football. Absolutely. Why wouldn't it be? I don't know. you got to jump on the train while you can. Can't wait. Can't wait. And how is the Council of Elders working for you? You think um, it's working well? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we're still trying to uh, fine-tune it a little bit. Obviously, it's a first year, so we're going we're gonna to keep doing what we can. But the change in the practice dynamic from last year to this year has been nothing but extraordinary. It's been great. Um, because you're putting more of the leadership onus on the kids. Yeah, and they've they've taken they've taken part in that. Last year it was kind of just like you know do what brand, I tell you to do. Brand new head coach. I'm just trying to get these things done, and this is how I'm going to organize it now, and hopefully it works. But now it's like okay, hey, this is my idea. What do you guys think about this? And then I can brainstorm off of them. Are the kids going to benefit from this? Do you guys think this is a great idea? And if they say absolutely, then go for it. And if they say what if we did it this way? Then it opens up to my, my eyes because I, it's, sometimes it's hard to think like a 16-year-old boy. <laughs> it is. Ready? I'll do it. Girls, 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 yeah, pizza. Yeah, yeah. Pizza, pizza, <laughs> video games, video games, girls, right? No? Yeah, a uh, little That's bit of football not, in there. Football? A little bit. A little little bit. bit. <laughs> well, I didn't get the football. That was, that was the, the, the thinking during uh, football. Um, what was your inspiration for this council of 12? Um, so it was just kind of... My, during the offseason, it was just kind of brainstorming, trying to figure it out because I knew I wanted to have better leaders. So going to coaching clinics and figuring out and just talking to other head coaches. So I was talking to somebody. I was like, hey, what kind of work for you? What kind of work for you? And then um, so they came up and had they had this idea of they had a leadership type council. And mm. I'm just trying to figure out how they did it. And then I just suggested because. Do you remember they, who it was? Um, so it was the coach at Jackson High School in Missouri. I think they're on uh, Edwardsville's football schedule this year. Hmm. Um, I forget his, I know his name's Brett, but I forget his last name. But, um, but yeah, he kind of, I forget how he picked players, but I had players apply for it. Um, because I know you can't really, people want their captains. They want their best players to be the captains, but n that doesn't always that work. It doesn't always work. No. So you got to, if to be a leader, you have to want to be a leader. You have to want to take that extra criticism, maybe that extra responsibility because it's not easy. And the kids are starting to realize that when I talk to them about certain things, because I'll talk to them about, you know, practice plans. They're like, well, why didn't, why don't we do this or something like that? And I'll be like, well, this is what I'm thinking about when I do it. And I want it to be competitive, but I also want you guys to have fun. Cause if we're not being competitive, you guys aren't having fun. We're not going to get anything out of the drill. And they're like, you think about all of that when you're planning practice. And I go, I have to, I have to, that's what I have to do. And so it's kind of opening their eyes about all the things I think about. And now it's, they're kind of starting to think the same way. 
extra layer. But it's but if it's getting the more buy-in for the players, good for you. No, that's and that's the goal is the, you're going to start seeing these kids. Hopefully, they're going to start talking like me. They're going to start sounding like me, saying the things that I'm saying um, while still being themselves. Because I want them to be themselves, but I don't want them to believe in the direction of the program. Every coach know. loves it when he or she hears the hears the mantras that they have repeated by the players in interviews it's like yep absolutely something something's getting through okay i'm gonna go out on a limb right now and say that out of 12 people you picked four from offense four from defense four from defense and four from special teams uh so i i wish that was the case but i think I'm trying to think it's just been i'm just happy that i've got i've got a bunch of linemen got a and i got a bunch of skill guys um, like I've got both the quarterbacks. No, I should just pick twelve linemen and be like, <laughs> "You fast guys are just dumb. Forget about you guys. I'm only going with the linemen. I'm yeah. not going quarterback. Forget you. No. It would have been really gritty. I'm sure you. Just yeah, linemen. you got to pick. You got to pick some of the you know DBs and the linemen and the linebackers. Yeah. you got to mix it up by position. Good for you. Oh, it's awesome. And then that way for our pre-practice, you know, before practice, before the coaches get set up, before we get warmed up, and the kids are you know working out with their position groups. I've got at least one leader in every position group. Hopefully, kind of getting the kids warmed up showing them what to do in that position group in that drill that day and even like in the weight room are you you're relying on your council to to provide some leadership oh. and and you're and you're enabling those 12 to coach maybe some of the other kids and uh are can they discipline some of the other kids can they uh, critique no. No discipline, but I definitely want them to, I always, I try and always say, yeah, I definitely want them to say, not say call out, but call up, right? So I want them to say, hey, you're doing this, but you could be doing this. And that's what I want to see. Don't call Um, out, but call up. Yeah, that's kind of the goal there. Have you been going to like sensitivity (laughs) workshops? I mean, you got this, you got this stuff down. This is like the progressive football program. I'm, I'm just trying to do what's best for what I think what's best for these Collinsville kids because I know they deserve it, right? Uh, Collinsville football maybe hasn't always had the most positive uh, recognition in the past, and we've got great kids. We've got great athletes. We've got a great school. It's time to uh, put that Collinsville football out there and show and, them what we and can And your do. record last year shows that it's working. Yeah. And does it feel harder now? Because, um, you, you, I mean, you talked about you can't sneak up on people. Um yeah, I, I don't necessarily want to say harder, but there's definitely probably there's there's more expectations now. I don't know if anybody had any expectations for us last year, but now there's more expectations. Um, with those expectations comes all the excitement, though, and um, I wouldn't I wouldn't trade it. Right, we had a great last season. Um, it's definitely harder thinking about all these things and trying to see. You know, this is what we did last year. How can we improve? But uh, if you're a head coach and you're not expecting it to get harder as you go, then I don't know what you're, what you're really expecting then. Who do you talk to? Who, who are you talking to, to get advice from a coaching standpoint? Maybe, maybe it's a football coach, maybe it's not, but in terms of building and guiding a program. Um, so Clay Smith, our athletic director, he's a great resource for me. Anytime I have a question, talk to him. Yeah. He's been, he's been awesome to me, helping me out. Like, um, I've never been much of a reader in my life. And then I just started, uh, I started reading coaching books, started reading leadership books because started getting my kids to read a leadership book with me. Um, so that's kind of been a huge focus of mine this past year. And it's kind of been, it's been awesome, right? I don't read and my, my wife comes home, sees me reading sometimes and be like, wow, you're really into reading now. That's, that's crazy. And I'll just be like, yeah, like I, I'm really enjoying this book. I'm Which getting a lot kids out of are, you said getting the kids to read my leadership yeah, so we're getting the, the council the to read it right now. Yep. Gotcha. Yeah, so we've been going over, uh, I believe it's called Champions Class was the one we went over. Bye. Um, God, Sam. Champions Class. Yeah, yeah, so he 
basically he went around and figured out the best teams in every sport across all of them, soccer, tennis, lacrosse, all of them. And he tried to figure out what was the commonalities between the, the leaders on these teams that were the best teams in every sport over centuries and uh, try and figure out why, why they were the best. And he kind of drilled down to these leadership players. The captain class Captain's by class. Sam Walker. Yep. And you recommend it. I do. I loved it. Reading books with your counsel. Yep. Setting goals and, and communicating with the kids. I think it all makes sense. Yeah, I, I wouldn't have done it before, but kind of realizing it, it's, uh, it's been a big eye-opening experience for me, and I don't think I can go away from it. Are you having more fun this year? Oh, absolutely. No, I love the kids. They, uh, they have a great time, and uh, they, the, seeing the kids, seeing them have fun, um, just, just brightens the mood, makes me want to have fun, makes me, uh, makes me wish I could still get out there and do some things, but it's, I'm past my, past my prime, that's for sure. Really? Yeah, I you mean, don't get in there and uh, there's there's some days where I mix it up and say, hey, if I can run faster than you, we, we're gonna have some problems. I'm I'm too old for this, but uh, definitely don't don't do too much these days. What time What time uh, are you practicing this week? This first week of football practice, eight a.m. till you know, eight till eleven. So we do we do a little morning practice there. Um, so I try and get up early, get to the gym early, then head on out to the field and try and get ready, get the practice plans printed, make sure the equipment's ready and. Get ready to go I'm trying to remember. Does Collinsville play on grass or turf? We have turf. Okay. Are you you're practicing out on the? Yeah, turf? Yes, so we're practicing out on the turf. Uh, we've got a little schedule going with us, soccer and band, trying to make sure everybody gets a little turf time in there this week. So sometimes we'll be up. We have a practice field up on the hill with grass on it. Um, so tomorrow, I'm trying to keep the times consistent, so 8 a.m. But uh, I think band's going to go at 8 a.m. tomorrow, so they could get. And so I said, well, we'll keep the time consistent instead of coming later in the day when it's supposed to be hot. We'll just head up to the up to the hill and practice in the grass. And you said you had over a hundred kids at tryouts this year. And over last 100. year, last year, what did you have before this? Uh, we, I know we right around middle of season, like in the season, we had about eighty kids total in the okay. program. About a twenty percent growth. Yeah, growth then. that's yeah. that's fantastic, man. Yeah, and I can't wait for you to get back to school, and I bet you you'll feel the vibe. Kids will be kids will be excited, looking forward to that first football game, and when they run out, you'll you'll those kids will be so excited. No, I can't. Uh, I can't wait. I'm I'm excited thinking about it. Yeah. So woke up this morning excited for the first day of practice, and now countdown to kickoff is comes fast. Man, I appreciate you coming by here, Coach Coach Colton Rhodes of the Collinsville Cayhawks football team. I think I think everything you're doing, uh, the council. I think that sounds really cool. Reading reading books. I mean, that's that's really progressive stuff. And if you're, if you're getting that buy-in, I think that's awesome. You're getting their attention, but reading books. Uh, you know, that that's a whole nother level for for leaders you know for young leaders don't you think oh yeah no i i definitely didn't have that opportunity and i i'll be honest i never really thought about it until someone else brought it up to me and then i was like i love it i i gotta figure out how to do it especially in the summer when they don't have a huge academic load yeah you know during once school starts it may be a little bit more difficult to carve out the time to read that book but even then you could at least share parts of it during practice i've done similar things to that but that's really cool so congratulations no thank that. you yeah i've already got the book planned out for next year so what is it uh twin thieves i don't think about it oh you'll have to look that one up that one's a good one all right all right big thanks to guests kate martin coach colton rhodes and brandon battle and for partners cassins chrysler dodge jeep and ram callaway home loans keller williams marquee jeb and ginger blasting game integrity spine and joint center front office fiduciary network Oak Brook Golf Club and Rosenthal License and Title Services. Our engineers, Brian Crock and Everett Hicks. 
Thank you for listening to the Metro East Sports Podcast, talking all things sports in the Metro East. This podcast was a presentation of lineupmedia.fm. 